Hey, Danny. Hi, Lance. Merry Christmas, man. Merry Christmas, Happy dude. holidays to everyone out there, no matter what you celebrate. Welcome to our holiday show. And we're uh, happy that you're celebrating it here with uh, us in the Slasher's Paradise. That's right. Um, it's cold outside. Hopefully. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway. For real, when you would make Santa's, your list for Santa... Okay. Make your list for Santa. Yeah. Well, hold on. how about this? How about this? Be made, I don't want to be presumptuous, but would you make lists for Santa? Eventually, yeah, well, I got there. I mean, but did you? Or I, did you, I had to. Santa didn't really know my interests as much. Did you put them in the mail? Did you ever put a physical letter in the mail? I don't think so, but I feel like there was a, a like a Dropbox at some point. <laughs> oh, yeah. It wasn't like the mail, but it was like a Dropbox. You're like, eh, okay, I'll I put think that like in schools, there. Schools, right? They would be like, hey, bring yeah. your Santa letter, and we'll we'll make sure it gets there. Yeah, it was almost like a project at school, I think, and then there was a Dropbox at the school, and yeah. that's where my Santa letters went. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I full I fully. For at least a couple of years, at least I can remember putting a letter in the mail. Put in, in, you know, we had the mailbox outside. And you put the little red flag up. That means that the postman, when he's delivering the mail, he knows to take, and he would take it. You know, I did actually receive a letter from Santa Claus one year. Yes, and it came with. Uh, I feel, I feel like it was a letter opener inside, and Santa basically said, "You know, you're a good boy this year, and I'm coming for you." <laughs> So yeah, I actually forgot about that. I just remember that as wow. you were telling your story. You so. got a return. You got a reply, huh? Yeah. I guess uh, I probably got the zip code wrong or something. Must have, man. Yeah. I don't know. But. I mean, you know, with how much, <laughs> how overworked the postal's uh, office is during that time, you would imagine that something's just going to get lost. Some get, you know, they slip through the system. Yeah. And luckily but, that year I got mine. But then, so did you just stop making lists, or would you like? Would you pray or anything to like ask Santa or tell Santa in one way or another? I just put hope in the universe that I would get something I enjoy. Yeah, maybe. But I see. I fro- I have anxiety around Santa at the mall because I would go to the mall mm. and Santa would ask me, "What do you want for Christmas?" And I would freeze like yeah. I was Ralphie Parker from yep. a no. Christmas story and no idea what a toy was. But uh, I do remember one Santa. I don't know if my parents like paid him oh. to be like. Hey, keep our kid here for a minute. We got to go buy him something or what? But he gave me life advice for like 20 straight minutes. Yes. Uh, it was a really awkward experience. Fudge, yes. I just really wanted to leave, but that was my Santa experience. Dang. I mean, some kids find that Santa very traumatizing. Yeah. I, I think more so they do the Easter bunny because that's just terrifying in itself. Just <laughs> yeah. a huge ass bunny. In the <laughs> First of all, how did they let the, were there just letting any animals in nowadays? But Santa, I've, I think I've always, okay, well, uh, there's probably a picture and my mom would tell me that there's probably a picture where I'm crying on Santa's lap. But for the most part, I've had great pictures of Santa. That's good. That's yeah. great. You know what's more terrifying than Santa? Krampus. Krampus. <laughs> That's what we're talking about Mr. today. Mr. The Anti-Santa. What what Santa is, Krampus is the alternative, right? Exactly. Krampus. Krampus. Okay. Krampus? Krampus. 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 We are talking about the movie from 2015 by Michael Doherty. Doherty. And uh, I'm excited to talk about this because we haven't touched a film like this yet. We've done nothing but slasher flicks for mm-hmm. the most part it is slasher's paradise but we're here to talk about horror films we're here to talk about horror films and whether they be minor horror to where it's 
you know, maybe, I don't know, I'm just kind of spitballing here, but maybe down the line we're talking about some boy who's playing for his high school full basketball team and turns into a wolf with super skills. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we, and, and anyway, yes, Krampus is definitely different than uh, a lot of the movies that we've talked about. Yeah, it's, it's a comedy. Would you call it a creature feature? I would call it a dark comedy. A dark comedy, a holiday, a dark holiday comedy, right? And, but I would also call it a dark. Well, usually dark dark comedies center around like mature themes. So maybe I'd call it like uh, horror comedy. That's what I would call it. Yeah, horror, it, holiday horror comedy. There it is. Okay, I think there so. it is. I think I think that's what I would call it. And these are such a hit and miss for me. I'm not a big comedy guy, and that, and especially in the horror world. Mm. But if you do it right, if you do it right, I'll it, be a fan. It rocks. Uh, Shaun of the Dead is a horror comedy that's Absolutely. done very well. Yeah. Uh, some would say that there's some funny elements in almost every horror, but if it's like a straight up, this is comedy, but with horror as its over, you know, overall theme, then yes. But yeah, like because like. You laugh in Shaun of the Dead. There's hilarious moments, right. but there gets it gets pretty dicey with mm-hmm. when the zombies are attacking. Maybe we'll talk about that in the future. But with Krampus, I think it hits wonderfully some of the uh, hilarious tropes of having family over and, and holiday shit and so oh, like it, it's done so well. But it never relents on the idea that it's it's a story about the anti Santa Krampus and all its ridiculousness that could come from it i mean what is a krampus lance what is a krampus what is uh, what, what does he look like what is it he's what half goat partial man sometimes i mean there's mm. a lot of different interpretations of him a lot of times most of the times he has hooves huge hooves, hooves. okay and uh, a monstrous face a lot of fur mm-hmm but the face kind of changes in any lore that you go with the original i believe is more of a like sharp toothed goat so it's like a sasquatchy as far as the fur is concerned sure no it's 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 a mix of a lot of different things but it's supposed to be hideous and terrifying i know that and he comes to punish bad children but the horns are constant the horns are a constant it's always a constant with the the horns are going back uh like huge goat man so it's like a it's a a, so what does he do like santa has his way of you know, punishing you, right? You get cold, right? But what does Krampus do if he's going to punish you? Because <laughs> he rewards you if you're good by not eating you or leaving you. Or leave. I guess I spoiled it, but <laughs> you get punished, you get taken. You are the gift for Krampus to take back. And how do you get on Krampus's list? It's, be- I mean, you, it's more than being naughty because that you, you're still on Santa's list. It's naughty or nice, mm-hmm. but to get on Krampus's list. That's a different story. What do you, you have to like really offend Christmas or not believe in Santa? Yeah. It's that's it, right? You don't believe in Santa. Well, in this movie it is. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think before it was just bad behavior and Krampus would come and get you. Uh, Krampus is a. Krampus essentially is the naughty list. Right. But you know he, what I mean? He's, uh, he's German folklore, right? Yes. Okay. So that's where they are. <laughs> 
or attempts to pronounce it earlier, Krampus or whatever. Uh, I love saying Kramp. I love rolling the R oh, just because yeah. I, I, I get a kick digging into it. But uh, yeah, uh, it's German folklore. Uh, and um, yeah, that, what a way to... We had a kukui growing up. It wasn't mm. around Christmas. I think Krampus is only Christmas. But, you know, if you wouldn't listen or you'd misbehave, the kukui would get you. That's and right. He would. He, would, he was yeah. under there. He yeah. runs by the door and everything. Right. So Krampus... Go Google Wikipedia, whatever you need to do to find the actual origins. But this version of him is a very uh, Americanized yeah. holiday Christmas version of him. And we get quite a mix of the two. So, mm -hmm. Danny, give us our pumpkin spice eggnog with a, a hint of nutmeg on this one. Oh, spicing it up. Uh, Krampus uh, by... Uh Mike Doherty, who is, you know, from Trick or Treat. Uh, Krampus is uh, about a family, two family. Well, it's one big family, but, uh, you know, the cousins and the uncles and everybody's getting together for Christmas. And Christmas is being threatened. There are all the tropes that you would see that would spoil the, the season. And it's about this family dealing with their own personal hangups to to whether they want to celebrate Christmas or not. So Krampus visits them because one boy decides that he is not going to believe in Santa anymore, tears up his Santa's wish list. This is why we were talking about that. Tears it up and that's, you know, triggers Krampus to come wreak havoc. Krampus and all his minions to wreak havoc on this family and possibly eat them alive or condemn them forever. And that's the movie. And that's the movie. That's the movie. And yes. and that is me just... I'm trying... I was trying to keep it, you know, tight. Yeah. But there is such delight from this movie. Yeah. No matter which way you... you I think you just dissect it, you can get so much from this movie. Yeah. I The setup of them... I mean, the first... The opening scene is like the... What? The evilness of us shopping on Black Friday. It's the chaotic scene of everyone running over each other and buying the biggest gift that they can find in the store which fighting over a TV fighting yeah. over I mean, you well, see anything that all the time and now thank oh, what I'm saying is now that things have been forced to be online because you can't be shopping in stores and stuff right. we've at least been able to be subdued from or or not subjected to seeing that horror but it exists and you see the videos of people and what i used to work radio shack for black fridays i know? used to work best buy for black friday so, oh, so you have it way worse i mean I, people would line up and they were always very nice as, as such in my experience but you see these videos of these of these uh they're they're attacking and honestly it's a hundred dollar discount that's the big deal on black friday we have 10 tvs and they're a hundred dollars less than what they're usually and and then those are the first things that are going to sell out right and you see this wickedness and this cruelty but like it was. So, I love the opening. It's um. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, <laughs> and the carnage is in slow motion. They're just like attacking each other. And I remember telling you, uh, I was like, "Yeah, this is cool," but like nobody's attacking each other for like a big pink stuffed bear. You know, like it's usually like electronics. Thank God there wasn't, you know, or a lot of people didn't get the PS5 or whatever they wanted. But, yeah. like, can you imagine what that would have been? People punching each other. Oh, my God. I remember at Best Buy, we had a, a manager that found an Xbox, like an extra Xbox. There's an open box one, so we didn't have the box. Who so carries it by the power cable 
through the store and goes, who wants it? And he gets sworn by oh a bunch God. of people. Well, yeah. He had a death wish. Yeah, he totally <laughs> did. He just like didn't care at all. I mean, this is something that really happens. But fighting over these little items was the setup to let you know this is a comedy and you can laugh right away. But we're going to laugh at some pretty dark elements of right. ourselves. And yeah. uh, really going to dive deep into this uh, lore uh, that is the Krampus lore. Yeah. yeah. Um, what, what's important for me is I struggle with movies like this usually because it doesn't seem to know that it, it's a comedy, it's a dark comedy, whatever. This one knows right off the bat what it is, so it has a, its own identity, and I'm totally locked into everything about it. Absolutely. And the setup, you mentioned it, and I kind of talked about it too, is like, it's just, this is like every film that you and I grew up watching. There's a lot of, it feels like Home Alone, Christmas mm-hmm. Vacation. Oh. Uh, uh, what else did we mention? There's another one. Um, but these are all films that we grew up watching and it feels like there was a lot of inspiration drawn from mm-hmm. those. And it's so fun because it, Christmas story. it op- a Christmas story. Yeah. I think there's even more, but, um, it opens up like it's a, just another family holiday comedy chaos mm-hmm. film. Mm-hmm. And then it goes dark real fast. What, like what I love about Mike Doherty is that he knows exactly what movie he's going to make from the onset. And like he did in Trick or Treat, once you get to the part where it's time to jump the shark, jump the fuck out of it. You know, if you're going to go absurd, go absurd, but be true and be, you know, inspired by your choices. When I say that, and I talked about its minions, Krampus is Krampus, right? But the rest of it is like, you have an evil uh, Jack in the Box that... It gets bigger as it ingests, so it opens and it's a it's a real like it's a it's a jack in the box face, but it has like teeth and stuff, and it, it gets bigger by eating people. That by the end of the movie, it's like it's as long as a huge ass slug, uh, or like a tr- tremors or something. Right. Uh, they've got evil gingerbread men, yeah, which are everyone's favorite for the, as, in this movie because they're so cute, but they're gonna kill you with yeah sharpened. Candy canes. Right. What what I love about them is they are very obviously like CGI, but it's like, who cares? <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's, and exactly because we've talked about like satirical, uh, over the top, ridiculous movies that could be horror movies that like, it could have been great. Like the Black Xmas from 20, 2006. That one could have been amazing had it decided it was going to be absurd from the beginning. Right. You can't introduce absurdity and then try and attempt to make it serious. Oh, yeah. You can't go half-ass into it. Dang. And this one goes full on. Full we ass. know exactly what we're doing with this film. Yeah. And you're right. Black, Black Xmas didn't do that. You're like in and out of, is this like a serious horror film? Is it, you know, what is this? It's a stylized horror film. Isn't that the worst? It's like Michael Scott where he's like, oh, this is a, a drama and everyone's laughing because it's an obvious comedy. Right. So it's like, they're like, no, we were trying to make a real scary movie. And I'm like, so you decided to make the dude yellow and all that stuff? I'm talking about Black Xmas. Whereas this one is yeah. like, we're, no, we know we're going to be, I'm trying to make a, a, a horror movie about Krampus a, a mainstream one too yeah and he it was so why wi- widely received well mm-hmm. it was received well widely is what yeah. i'm saying well krampus was also getting a lot of hype i think more so back then we had krampus fest which i think we still have in like la oh yeah yeah. it's yeah. like a two-day event i believe it's where, like where horror, we, right yeah or something yeah that's like that. why it's a like horror-based it's literally off of Krampus. Everyone dresses up just like they do in uh, in Germany where I think it originated. Gotcha. Gotcha, and gotcha. then there's like performances and stuff like that. That was 
growing and growing and so this movie came out at the perfect time yeah on all and that you, hype and you see like and not that there it didn't exist right not that none of the uh uh spotlight on the folklore existed or that there wasn't any material on it mm-hmm. it all existed but now you see it once this i think this movie like really kickstarted it so you go to like these halloween town or whatever these stores and they got like krampus socks and it's not from the movie it's yeah. like like this it's yeah. like making a uh whatever like uh uh bigfoot one or something like that right yeah yeah the hype was so big that the movie came out at the right time but it was like everyone bought into it all the the macabre people out there that still like the holidays they want their macabre characters i mean we got we get it with like jack skellington and a night before christmas but you keep adding a few more like krumpus and people are happy you know i dug this movie from the get-go i remember watching it in theaters and absolutely going batshit for it i loved it loved it loved it and i was just like I hope everyone saw what I saw because I'm like, this has the opportunity and because uh, they didn't. I mean, you have Tony Collette in the movie. OK, like Hereditary and every other Sixth Sense. She is phenomenal. Yeah. Great. You got Adam Scott, mm-hmm. right, from uh, Parks and Rec and a bunch of other movies uh, as well. You've got David Keckner, who's champ from um, Anchorman. <laughs> and then you've got. Uh, oh, Gosh, and I'm blanking on her name, but the one that Allison uh, Tolman, no, yeah, I mean, yeah, she's in, she's been in a lot of like. Uh, are you talking about the who are you talking about? I'm gonna talk about the aunt. Yeah, uh, Cochetta Farrell. She just recently passed away, yeah, but know. she was huge in Two and a Half Men and stuff like that. And she kills her role. She's like so awesome, and the kids are strong too. The kid, who, the kid who plays Max was in, in something uh, most recently. Yeah, I forget or that. he was in a Ben Stiller movie as as, as a as uh one of minster's kids i think didn't matter the kids are strong they all play their part and what also was so important is that they cast a 100% german speaking grandma mm-hmm. who kept the idea she's like oh this is we're in a krampus movie that is americanized but let's lest we forget where it comes from right it's like what la llorona should have made sure that it did but then you know I'm not even gonna talk about that. Uh, There's a new one out for Shutter, right? Did you watch that one? No. Okay. All right. Well, we'll leave that one alone. It's in Spanish, so I would probably like it a lot more. So I'm actually gonna get around to it. But the point is, is that uh, it's so strong and off the bat, and you're like, oh, y'all didn't, y'all got some some comedic actors, but you got who can act, but you got some really strong, legit uh oscar contenders almost every year in the sense of like it's tony collette you know Mm -hmm. what i mean i mean if you don't want if you haven't seen her i mean she's the uh uh the mom in the sixth sense that's one of her first you know introductions to horror and then she's always had a spot for it but she's killing it otherwise and then krampus and then most recently she was in hereditary yeah oh my gosh i mean she didn't even get nominated for the oscar for that is a tip is a you don't need to hear me do it look up tony collette robbed and you'll hear everyone talk about <laughs> it under the sun about how she got robbed for hereditary but what a cast already yeah and uh, i think this movie and halloween 2018 made me realize like comic actors in serious roles holy shit that's what i'm talking about oh my god and i get it like i think Remember comic talked about it like like jordan like because you're like oh why is danny mcbride attached to this i'm like he has probably has something to offer just like jordan peele they know him from key and peele yeah well i mean comics have that observation of humanity right so they see the worst side in them and they have to make a joke out of it Absolutely. so i think it does give them such a diversity and you start to see like this is the this is who to give the play to because mm-hmm. 
they knocked this movie out. They know when to be funny. They knew when to be serious. Like it's so good. What, what carried I, by the actors. Absolutely. What I love more. So before the horror even starts is why you kind of fall in love with the movies because they have set up such an environment with these vibrant characters. Mm-hmm. You got Adam Scott playing the, the, not the absent father, but the working, like he's, he's got the similarities of like, you know, I work a lot and yeah. stuff like that, but you know, he's there for his kids. You got a, what, what I also appreciated was that they have the, so the main family is uh, Adam Scott, Tony Collette have two kids and uh, their Adam Scott's mother, their grandma is living with them right mm. and she's she's cooking it up man she's killing it in the kitchen i told lance as soon as it opens into the kitchen oh you see all the pastries all over the place i'm <laughs> yeah. like this makes me feel so like happy just seeing all this stuff because if what is christmas in the time of giving and and caring for another one another and sacrifice and all that stuff but you know for lack of a better you know uh reason it's a the, time of the holidays is for overindulgence you just like eat a bunch of good pastries and and food and whatnot and you know so all that is is being set up but what i'm trying to say is i like that the daughter who's who's a teen she has a boyfriend and stuff like that she's not your typical they because you you've seen the daughter who's like ugh, i hate my family i hate everyone i'm already over it and she's not yeah but she has I just like, I'm sorry, I just like the way that character was written. You know, she's kind of grounded in like, she's like, I don't hate my family, but at the same time, you know that I'm also a teen girl who's got like, I want to do my own thing. At the yeah, same time. I, I feel like all of the characters in this, not, not, not one of them is really unlikable at a certain point. They all have a heart to them. So you feel really bad at the end where they're getting chased I mean, and yeah. the chaos and you're like, I don't, I'm not rooting against any of these people, so I really don't want to see them die, whether it's comically or I mean, not. But David Keckner's kids are a bit of little shitheads, but that's that's just, about it. Because yeah. even he has his moments, you know, like he's supposed to be the unlikable character, but you you're so familiar to you from so many other movies. So freaking hilarious! Bro. Yeah, in the Office. Are. I mean, he's in everything. We've seen him for so long yeah. that he's so familiar that you're like. I, I know this guy, you know. So you're like, you haven't really seen David Kickner and you're like, okay, so these guys are really going to have to, uh, if they're going to be funny the whole time, I've seen that movie, but they're like, oh, we're going to play these moments up and like have these awkward si- si- family situations. But then when the shit hits the fan, you're like, I would love to see how you guys are going to act yeah, in this moment. Yeah, it's it's kind of like, I'm excited to see how Chris Rock's going to do in uh spiral. Yeah. And, uh, Cause I'm like, I want to see, I, I haven't seen him. I know he's already done serious roles because mm-hmm. he's in Fargo and stuff but I wanted I'm really interested but it was like so cool even though uh it's pretty absurd like David Kickner's the one fighting the gingerbread man <laughs> Adam Scott's getting attacked by you know possessed robots and a, and a bear and a gris <laughs> and a stuffed bear and he says a line that is when in, when used in comedy I'm sorry in horror movies it you have to and when used properly you can kill the entire <laughs> audience in a good yeah. way uh and the line is either you got to be fucking or you got to be just kidding me yeah you know and, <laughs> he uses uh, it three times perfectly you gotta be kidding me you, mean, <laughs> you get attacked by a stuff uh, by a stuffed bear that's got like teeth you get attacked by a, a, a like i said possessed robots or whatever and the one time that uh <laughs> the most popular or yeah the most known use of this line is in the thing when they see and we'll talk about that obviously hopefully later but when they see the 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 thing turkey you know 
with the turning into that like spider thing yeah. and the guy turns over and he's like you gotta be fucking kidding me like we already have established that these toys are are possessed and or you know uh demon things that are attacking us but it still doesn't change the fact that there's a teddy bear trying to eat me <laughs> yeah it, it, it totally brings out the comedy of the situation like the person in it knows that this is fucking ridiculous and you're watching it and this is ridiculous but when he says that i lost my shit like i'm in with you man yeah. like it's is ridiculous <laughs> like uh, he even says like at the very end one of them gets plucked out of the window he goes like oh come on like yeah what else is there you know yeah. it's so when, fucking uh, funny when david kegner jumps on the jack in the box yes. he's like oh great yeah. <laughs> he's just <laughs> it's you get everything because it's it is terrifying in a sense because like they knit whether the like there's dark elves and those things <laughs> that i've already mentioned there's like the, the angel that goes on top of the trees like attacking and all these all these things but where they never compromise, which I appreciate, is Krampus. Oh. When you see Krampus, he is legit scary looking. Yeah, and he has, you can't make it out really what you're looking at until the very end. You know, and even that, then, I mean, you oh right because you see the goat eyes. I think finally, right? yeah, you like see that. his face and you see a good chunk of him. But that's like old school horror films. You don't see the monster until the very end. Well, like but, Jaws, right? But what we do yeah. see is this shadow figure jumping on rooftops. Oof. This blizzard hits them, uh, and the, the daughter goes out to see her boyfriend. Which well, well. So Max is important because he's the he's the son who is having he's having the hardest time, mm -hmm. and it sucks because I've been Max. I've been when you know you remember the holidays a certain way, and yeah. people start getting older, so there's less right. you know hanging out and stuff like that. And he's really holding on to Christmas, and you could tell that there's a moment where he's like, "Hey, are we gonna are we gonna watch Charlie Brown and wrap presents?" Like and everyone's got to be pulled in their own way so max is important because him and the grandma have a very special relationship uh she speaks in only german which is i love i love that she never speaks english and there's subtitles right but uh they all understand her um but the the, the max is important in the sense that she says make sure you write your write your uh, letter to santa so she knows the importance of keeping with the with the faith of the holiday and he gets just like totally embarrassed at the dinner table with his like weird cousins and stuff like that they embarrass him because they take his you know they're just roasting him and then he has a bit of a hot temper so he has to come to a turn come to term with the fact that is he going to believe in santa anymore or is he just going to be like all right nothing's going my way screw christmas so he has his letter to santa and when he tears it up and throws it out in the wind you know out of his window that's what sends krampus and right. the weather and everything his way yes yeah, so we get this cloud <clears throat> and this blizzard mm -hmm. come comes through takes out all the power so the little si the big sister goes out wants to see her boyfriend yeah because i mean nobody's responding and whatnot right he's only a few blocks away why not so she goes out this is the first time that we see a version of krampus which it's he's huge. Awesome. And not only is he huge, but like the way the scene is set up, it's a fucking blizzard. She is stuck out in the snow. There's nothing. There's no one out there. No one's on the streets. All the lights are off. Everything. It's such a dark, 
cozy scene. Sure, yeah. I, I'll be honest. I, I've watched this movie probably like four or five times. I've fallen asleep in this exact scene three or four times just because <laughs> I'm like, this is like a nice little blanket moment. And I fall asleep I to mean, it. I mean, it is. I like get cozy with it. And that's where you see Krampus and he's hopping rooftop to rooftop. I mean, it's shot so well. But also the sound that he makes. Yes. The howling. It's almost like a wolf howl, but it's... <laughs> Yeah, but it's got the wind and everything yeah. coming with it. And it it's a terrifying sound, like a beacon of dread coming your way. And the fact that he's so big that it's like when you get a – it's like a horse, right? When, yeah. you know, horses, when they're just like kind of idle and they're walking, you feel like, oh, this horse is going, you know, it's slow and stuff like mm. that. When a horse gets going, there is nothing that is more terrifying <laughs> than if a horse is running towards you and yeah. it tramples you, you're going to die. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like – he's like <laughs> like a big horse in the, like a Clydesdale. He's like, oh, I'll get going. You won't like it though because I only have one speed. It's max. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> max speed. So he's jumping rooftop to rooftop easily you know in this like suburb and yeah she she's the it's the first time you get to see the figure of krampus and when i'm watching the film in the in the theaters i i had never heard of krampus honestly really? i had never heard wow. of it okay. i mean i was you know a little, i told you we heard we had kukui and then yeah. i never i didn't know what krampus was so i was like well this is interesting so <laughs> I, I didn't know what to expect i'm like what because he almost looks like his face is like it's a because he's got the robe like he could be santa mm -hmm. but you're like obviously it's not santa because it's a huge as a goat man right <laughs> but yeah i didn't know what to expect yeah no it, it was great i actually the scene is so interesting because this girl goes under the car and this blizzard it's just it's only like blues and whites and that's the only colors you get it's like hard to see certain points and this girl's terrified. But remember, we've had a comedy up until this point, almost like a family yeah. holiday movie up until this point. But and what's 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 good is that once it decides to go horror, it, it still keeps the comedy tropes because we've already been introduced to the characters. David Keckner's this like and his wife, they're like uh uh they're gun toting Republicans is what they're kind of they call themselves. You know, so he's got the big truck and the you know, the one that you could drive underwater and, you know, yeah. still breathe and stuff like that. I love the moment because the daughter's missing and she hasn't come back. So Adam Scott's like, hey, uh, you know, can, can we use your, your truck or whatever? Or like he asks them about it and I love it because it, it reminds I always love a character that's like uh, the one in Rob Zombie's Halloween. Yeah, that's all right. If you want to piss it off, <laughs> yeah. you want to blow his fucking head off. Yeah. You know? So they ask him about his truck. He's like. Will it, will it get through the blizzard or whatever? He's like, I could point that thing due east and we'll be storming the beaches of Normandy by the morning. What do you need? I'm like, <laughs> there's something like, even though you're an asshole in real life, yeah. it's when the shit hits the fan that you want that asshole that's got the arsenal of, of like Bert in Tremors. You're like, thank yeah. God you're here. Yeah. I love the moment when he hands him the gun. And he oh, goes, right. Yeah. It's, it's heavy. Yeah. That's my wife's. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows if some of this shit was improv? Yeah, I mean, I think, it has to be there. Yeah, I think a lot was. Of it were like so funny. It was so good, man. And yeah. He and uh, just little things like that, just like little nods to the and, and um the aunt who we mentioned is just totally kind of like that Geico commercial where you have ants where like these ants are just you know oh what other godforsaken thing are you making for us? Talking to Tony Collette, she's like. You know, trying to make this like eclectic sort of it's not a traditional Christmas dinner. Yeah. It's like, you know, some it's not a turkey and it's not a ham. It's like healthy stuff or whatever. So, you know, she's just this like boozing aunt and she just plays that to the T almost like to the almost the end. She reminds me of the characters from Christmas Vacation, the the moms, really. Um 
Oh like yeah, the redheaded mom from Christmas Christmas Vacation, where she just has a comment on everything, mm-hmm. and you're just like, oh, I don't like her. You know, if she's in your family, where you have to tolerate it, you're she's like, the one from Grandma's Boy, right? Uh, That's uh, it's uh, yes, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. She passed away recently oh, too. Darn. So, uh, but yeah, yeah. It's just the the commentary is like, mm-hmm. uh, well, I don't know what you're gonna do. Yeah, or she, like big make, house, hope you could keep it clean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's from the, the, the commercial. From the commercial. Yeah, she, yes. Uh, she makes comments about the Martha Stewart. Like, this mom, Max's mom, has gone through so much trouble just to make the holidays special. But it's all store-bought. That's the thing, right? When the lands, you, you've hosted. I've hosted. Yeah. I am huge on this place better be spotless if one person's coming over. Thank yeah. my mom for that. I always had this... In, and my mom lives in Texas. I live in California. To this day, this is before, obviously, uh, I met Caitlin. My, I had friends over. My place would be spick and span. Why? Because I had this fear that my mom was going to just pop out <laughs> and just be like, Daniel Gonzalez, how embarrassing. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm like, I know what it's like to put in all that effort of cleaning and stuff. So, Yeah. It's a lot when you're doing and you're hosting. You want to make sure that that everything looks good, and just to be shit on, man, that sucks. So yeah, it's like I'm cleaning this spot that no one, no one is ever going to see. Yet I know that it's clean. I just, it's weird. I've had people over where I'm like, hey, uh, come on in, guys. Hey, uh, I cleaned everything. I need you to look at it. <laughs> did you see? Did you see how clean? Okay, you report back to my mom for me, please. See, but that's the thing was when you clean, you don't hear a word. But when there's one little corner mm-hmm. that you, <laughs> mm, right. we, we've been through it, obviously, yeah, where one of our moms comes through and goes, mm. um, did you clean the baseboards? Because you didn't clean the baseboards. You didn't, get there. Yeah. you didn't get to it. And you know what? What if someone was was here? Right. What if? What How if? embarrassing. So. You're lucky it was me that's. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, all, but, but here's the thing. We're still talking about a horror movie. Yeah. We're still talking about a horror movie, and these are like things that are so relatable. So that's why I, this this is the this is an example of something that is relatable that uh, people must have you know you go through it in one way or another, and you turn it up a notch because mm-hmm. think of all your favorite ho- holiday movies that you're talking about, like Christmas Vacation and whatnot. Those are just absurd comedies. Now throw in a goat anti Santa that wants to eat you and his devil elves and his evil uh, jack-in-the-box and gingerbread cookie <laughs> men and a bear there's so much yeah there's just so much chaos happening i love it but like you mentioned like there's so much familiarity because it just feels like home alone it feels like christmas vacation it feels like all these movies that you love watching year to year and i think they did such a great job of opening that up so you're in and you recognize all these moments and then you add the horror and it's yeah. like and you, you add it well you you made you made a new holiday classic with this Absolutely. one like this if you're a horror movie fan macabre fan this is your yearly what, what lands your yearly film black christmas is made your yearly yeah has krampus made your yearly i i think it's bi-yearly at the moment okay. but at the same time if i have the time it's going to be one that i'm definitely going to go to because it does so much for christmas it's what um black xmas try to do is like what can we do take everything that christmas is an ornament great we're going to crumble that up in the baby carriage and you know everything but yeah. this did it well so i'm like this is the one i go to yeah you got your the the christmas lights being used as a strangulation device and things like that but like yeah here's an opportunity to use the things that we see in christmas 
and not just be like, oh, I, you know, step on these ornaments and now they're booby traps like Home Alone. But a little bit more like I wouldn't have never thought to make the Jack in the Box face of a Jack in the Box. But the mouth, the jowls open, and that's how it eats. Like that's brilliant. <laughs> yes, it's you know, so great. Uh, but uh, yeah, like there's, it's funny because that thing is represented as such a little small box. You know, remember it's yeah. just, it's just a distraction for the girl, and then Krumpus gets her, and that thing becomes bigger and bigger and yeah, bigger. Yeah, it grows as as much but, as it eats, and eventually, I think that's <laughs> like that's like their thing, right? They send it in as as the. <laughs> As the infiltration. Yeah. And as, after it's eaten everything, then they take it, you know? What's funny is, you know, at the end of this thing, there's a playfulness to all these these creatures right. or these possessed dolls and whatnot. There's right. this... We'll just call them, like, like demon toys and such. Well, they call, they call them his helpers. Oh, Krampus right. is Krampus helpers. Helper. So that's what they... It's like Santa's helpers. So it's like a bastardization of, you know... The things that are nice about Christmas, they right. they screw with it, right? Yeah, and that's great. I oh, mean, that's that they do such a great job at that. I love that point. So, well, I mean, the the movie obviously just kind of gets going. Like they do do a recon mission, uh, <laughs> which reminds me of Home Alone. Yet yeah, again, you get a little map, and yeah, they go and they scope out the area. I'm talking about David Kechner and Adam Scott, like. Uh, and they get attacked. Uh, oh, isn't there? Aren't the snowmen evil too? Or the, that's where the elves are. There's a snowman outside, but it's just like this. That's kind of one of the first things that you see. It's right. Just kind of sitting yeah, out so there. Max is like, there's a snowman in our front yard. It's like almost like, uh, like the, you know, leaving his calling card. He's like, oh, I'm here. Yeah. I'm going to get you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's a cool moment. I mean, we're jumping around a little bit. Like, it's, it, you know, David Kegner fights a gingerbread man, and it's cool because the rest of the house is dark and blue and white. You know what I mean? And he is basically lighting these gingerbread men on fire and yeah. fighting them with a shotgun so it's cool <laughs> and they do it's almost they do a slow motion gingerbread man jumping at david Kickner with uh the sharpened candy cane <laughs> and i'm like this is so ridiculous but it's perfect it's perfect because he has that hopeless moment of i'm out of ammo i can't shoot this thing right and he cowers and what happens what, who saves the day the good girl the, the good, good girl, girl. <laughs> she the the his uh his bulldog just you cut back and it's hum, 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 just hum, enjoying hum. the cookie absolutely that's how, how i look like whenever i'm eating gingerbread cookies hum, 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 hum. just like loomis just, just like charles loomis <laughs> he does this thing where uh well he's not he's getting close where he's yeah. turning into a beggar you uh -oh. know but um you know you can only deny him so much because he's like but what if i had like a little piece <laughs> <laughs> what, what about that is that okay so you know we'll give him like a you know, piece of like chicken or something and you know just seeing him enjoy it is half the half the reason you do it anyway because like oh my god thank you so much <laughs> but it's yeah it's, it's an awesome moment that the bulldog comes to save the day you just you, if you love dogs you love them even more when they save the day but the comedy of this is like you could have done a cgi version where the dog snatches the cookie out of no, no. we go to cut away cut away and the dog is just enjoying it and that's it's so it's not even comedy it's just precious it, oh it's, it makes it's you awesome. kind of giggle you know yeah and even david kickner's like as a girl <laughs> <laughs> so yeah they're being attacked heavily by all these uh helpers of krampus and they think they have it under control uh the uh aunt uh what is it shirley 
I think I it's Shirley. So, Shirley. She's got the shotgun and she's shooting the bear, the the teddy bear. She's shooting the angel that is on top of the the tree. I think that's what it looks like. It's weird looking. It's Dorothy, by the way, and Dorothy. And Dorothy. And she's just nailing it. And when they think they have all these helpers on the run, the dark elves like make their make their uh, presence known. And I love it because everyone's like, what the hell? And the grandma knows. <laughs> and she just says in German, she's like, elves and as soon as she says that they bust through like a SWAT team <laughs> it's so funny this is like oh of course the right. elves I and love that part. and the elves are dressed more of the traditional Krumpus fest uh, garb those masks or whatever the masks the the, the whole getup is mm. basically a little more traditional on like what you would see when you celebrate Krumpus and all right. this kind of stuff so I mean not that there's any comparison but like you know, the Dark Elves in Thor or the Dark World have those, like, white face masks, too. So, I don't know. Well, these these have a couple different ones, right? And then there's even, like, a Plague Doctor-looking thing, elf or something. <laughs> That's right. Uh, who's, like, pulling the chain. I don't know. There's so much going it's, on. It's so ridiculous, but it's so perfect. I mean, it, it everyone's now, like all over the place. The grandma who has told this <laughs> true story. Because she, as soon as the lights go out from the beginning, when the lights go out, and the weather changes, the grandma knows that something is up. And that's, she doesn't want to call Max out because she loves him, mm-hmm. but she knows it was him who brought this because, right. you know, he decided to tear the, the deal up. So she's doing little things like, got to keep the fire hot, you know, hot cocoa. Just like you're thinking, oh, this is just, you know, she's being traditional and stuff, but everyone's kind of playing her off like she, she's kind of crazy. But she's just like, no, I'm, I know what's going on because I've dealt with this before and it's her fighting. Or uh, she reveals, she tells the story of Krampus and how she, as a little girl, saw Krampus. Yeah. And Krampus saved or uh, uh, spared her and gave her one of the bells that is attached to his co- or his his garb, his getup. And she shows it so everyone knows it's like, oh, shit, this is real. Mm-hmm. So there's that moment we're talking about where the elves are coming in and they're kind of taking everybody and, you know, people are kind of strung out all <laughs> over the place. Krampus is coming down the chimney yeah but before that we got to go back to our oh. favorite little jack-in-the-box clapping <laughs> yeah right as soon as she says the elves the jack-in-the-box is huge right it can't move it's barely crawling and when they, she says elves or they make a noise or whatever the jack-in-the-box is like yay because the jack-in-the-box is about to get it from either the ant or no, the aunt dorothy's gonna blast yeah. his head off yeah yeah so it's like oh yeah it brings that playfulness because the jack-in-the-box is kind of cute when its little mandibles are closed you yeah, know? Well, yeah and it's got its little chunky hands clapping. yeah oh yeah it's like it's so kid-like and it's hilarious and these elves come crashing in and then we get they, yeah they take dorothy they they hitch the the jack-in-the-box up to pull it out and they steal the baby. Sorry, oh, David yeah. Kegner has three, four kids total: two girls, a, a boy who's silent and p- pounding Mountain Dew, and uh, a baby. Right, so they have four kids, and they all steal the baby. Yeah, they steal the baby in the night, so he jumps on the Jack in the Box to take off with it. Michael Doherty has a weird thing with like chubby blonde haired curly kids ah uh, yeah doesn't he yeah like, it looks this like kid immediately reminded me of the kid from trick-or-treat from bad santa from bad santa yes <laughs> uh but it re- reminded me of that so quickly i'm like it's, once he does another holiday film trick-or-treat krampus if there's another one that he ever does i'm guaranteeing there's gonna be another chubby curly haired blonde kid <laughs> in the movie that's a that's a safe bet yeah. that's a safe bet um Gosh, man, this, I mean, 
once this movie gets going, yeah, there's a little bit more like, okay, they're out in the streets. They're trying to like hide from like, like they're trying to find the missing family members and all that stuff. And eventually they all kind of just get it in different ways or another. Uh, the grandma does have a face to face with Krampus and he does take the grandmother. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's pretty much left down to Max and, uh, one of the cousins, one of the cousins. They're the last ones. And they, uh, Krampus and his helpers have like this like pit of hell basically, right? Set up. And, um, Krampus throws the cousin down the, the down the hole, and Max, you think that he's gonna have this moment when he's face to face with Krampus, right? He's saying like he's re- like almost like sorry, right? He's repenting or something like that. Or he's like uh, he, he's like I take it all back. He's trying to right. If he he's trying to be like if he you know comes to terms with what he did, and he says I believe again, maybe it'll be okay. Yeah, well, Krampus gives him the pass, right? Remember, he gives him the bell, right? Well, like he gave the grandma, like he gave the grandma. So, all right, Max, you get the pass this time. And Max goes, "No, I want my family back." Goes and apologizes straight to Krampus's face. Yeah, and Krampus is like, "Oh, you want your family back? Oh, I got you. You should have told me. Yeah. Why did you tell me?" So he gets Max, throws him down the pit. Right? <laughs> he laughs at him, and then yeah, yeah. he's like. Eh. Bye. And he throws him down the pit and then Max wakes up. It was all a dream. It was all a dream. So he wakes up and everyone's, you know, all of the missing people have been returned. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. It's, you know, white it's a beautiful Christmas outside. morning, which reminded me of a Christmas story when Ralphie wakes up on Christmas oh, morning. Yeah. This beautiful scene outside goes tripping downstairs. Sees the family all set up. Everyone's set up. happy. Everyone's, everyone's loving each nice other. To each other. Yeah. It's beautiful. And it's time to open the first present. And isn't it Max who opens it? And he opens the first present. And it's the bell. It's the bell. It's the bell from Krampus. And everyone looks directly at it. Because everyone probably woke up from the same dream and was like, ah, okay. And wait, it wasn't a dream. You are now, it is revealed as it keeps on zooming out, zooming out. They are trapped in a snow globe. Snow globe held by Krampus. And where he puts it on a shelf where he has many snow globes all over the place of probably other families that he's locked into eternal be happy Christmas, uh, I, I guess, hell. Yeah. And this was like, I was thinking about this when I, after I watched the film, like, what a really scary idea of, okay, you get to relive Christmas Day. Well, that's all you wanted. You know, you get to relive this day over and over again. But imagine realizing what's going on five minutes into the whole thing and now you're stuck and now you know like the knowledge of oh shit we're stuck in this forever that's well it's like if you told me as a kid you're like hey uh you know you'll have to relive christmas over and over again for the rest of your life you'd be like hell yeah that's awesome but you know do they age in this in this snow globe is that where they live for eternity is it just their souls are they already dead you know what's going on or was this just a story from all you know what i mean like i i loved how it ends because it's like huh terrifying nobody lives love it yeah it's a terrifying uh, yeah i mean one thing that we hate always is the dream sequence you you do something so great and then you tell us it's a dream and it doesn't matter you're like okay the only the only place you can get away with that is uh nightmare you know yeah because it's centered around dreaming right but but this you you don't feel like you've been cheapened no Quite, quite frankly you feel if you if you're empathetic, you feel terrible for the, that situation. You're like, oh yeah. my god, can you be imagine being locked in that snow glow for the rest of eternity? I mean, what are, and all you had to do, and I love that the and basically the movie finishes and that's, yeah. that's Krampus. But 
Um, and we skipped over a few because I think we just love this movie so much. We really want you guys to enjoy it too. And if you have enjoyed it and seen it be in the before hearing this, you obviously know what we're talking about. Um, but also, I love what um, the grandma says about when when Max asks her, "Do you believe in Santa still? Do you still believe in Santa?" Oh, yeah. And she says, "I believe in a uh, in the spirit of Christmas, which I think is believing in Santa." Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and then she talks about that it's you know the season of caring and and, and giving to others and. Uh, sacrifice and when she says that you can see that she kind of stops and that's her little peek into the future that she's like stuff is gone she's gone through stuff because imagine if you were max and you were like okay i'm just gonna grow up without a family or whatever you know i'm gonna like try and live and create because that's what she did she 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 her whole family was taken from her and she was spared and then she like you know lived the rest of her life yeah right? so he would have to do that and create his own memories and or his own new family he wouldn't have anybody so that's been her whole life so there's that like wisdom but it's almost like listen i think there's a huge message it's obviously listen to your elders yeah. and um you know don't be afraid to believe in the in the in the fun stuff for as long as you want because if yeah. you don't that's when hell begins. Shit happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like nobody does anything that's terrible in this film. They all get punished so yeah. terribly. I mean, honestly, like there, he's not a like, like Adam Scott's character is not a terrible dad. He's just no. like you know. I think everyone is just kind of lost sight of Christmas, and that's the idea, and that's what you're making at the end of the day is right. a Christmas movie about Krampus, and right. Krampus is there to get you if you are a non-believer. Yeah, but the but again, they did such a great job of setting this up as a holiday film where you have hope almost for the family. Oh, this is all going to be a dream. Oh, he's going to make a deal with Krampus. Oh, he's going to get out of this somehow. It's going to be everything's fine and everyone's going to come back and hug at the end. And they give you both where it's like, yeah, they do forever. <laughs> you know? If it ended with, oh, it was all a dream. Let's make sure we're good to each other. It, it would have been all right. Like yeah. I think it's because of its book. It's, uh, yeah, it's bookend of, no, they're screwed. Mm-hmm. The rest of their lives was beautiful to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's a perfect little bow on this package. Yeah. Of, of and, it, it, and you could make a sequel if you wanted to. I don't think it ever needs one. No. It's kind of like trick or treat. Although people do see that there can be way more that you could do with trick or treat. Oh yeah. Yeah. But with Krampus, you know, it's hard to, you know, strike lightning in a bottle twice. Right. Or as they say, well, especially because you, you did put the book in on it. So, you know, that cramp, I mean, what are you going to, you just have to do a new family, a new family. And then he bottles them up. Maybe there's no way of getting away from him. You're yeah. in his world the whole time. Yeah, Cause if it ends the same way, you're like, well, I've seen this movie. So yeah, I, I think Krampus as it's by itself is, is perfect. The way it is. Don't touch it. Yeah. Trick or treat. We can revisit. Yeah. Cause it's just different stories. Yeah. There's so many stories you can do about, uh, with, uh, old, Oh, Sam boy. Look at, look at. He's so cute. Sam. But yeah, so uh, I asked you, but I will tell you, Krampus has made my yearly. It has officially. It has officially made my yearly. It has to just, I just love it. It's okay. So it used to be Babes in Toyland. (laughs) What? No, I'm joking. (laughs) No, uh, as far as horror holiday. Yeah. It's Krampus. It's Black Christmas. Um, 
I know there's an, a, a few that I'm missing, but those are the ones that stick out to me. Of course, Die Hard's on there, but that's not horror. It's not a horror film, no. but yeah, it, that is a definite holiday. But my thing is, I do need to break up the horror, so that's why I have so few on the list for for Christmas time. Is because this is the one time of the year where I will take a breather from horror films. Usually, yeah, except for Black Christmas and Crypt Now. I mean, you got there. They've tried with Silent Night, Deadly Night. Oh yeah. Uh, what is the other one? Um, Santa Sleigh with Bill Goldberg. Yeah. Uh, Jack Frost. There have been a lot of really bad uh, Christmas horror movies. Yeah. But uh, these two, especially the original Black Christmas, which is woof. That's uh, oh, your woof. And Krampus. What a gap, huh? 2015 to... To 19, from 1974 to 2015, and that's as long as it's going to take for us to get another good one that we can put on our yearly. Probably, yeah. I know I'm missing one. I know I'm probably missing something that's like, but I, these I, are the ones that stick out for as far as Christmas, good Christmas horror or holiday horror. Yeah. I Yeah. I mean, I mean, there are other films out there. Maybe next year we'll talk about those, but these two are mm, the ones. The ones. Those are the ones. Those are the ones you go with yeah. yearly. The other ones bi yearly or whatever. Or but if you hate yourself, watch <laughs> all the Silent Night Deadly Nights. Watch it at the end of October, you know what I mean? Like yeah, right after yeah. Halloween. Yeah. Right before Thanksgiving kind of a thing. But Well, uh Lance, so now that you know that you're supposed to keep with the spirit of Christmas or Krampus will come get you, are you gonna you gotta write a list? Oh, well, who am the I? spirit is everywhere, yeah, man. You, Come on, you gotta write. You gotta write your list to Santa. All right, I will write my list. You yeah. did you write your list? Yeah, I asked for a Red Rider BB gun. Duh. <laughs> of course, yeah, but with pellets, <laughs> a Red Rider pellet gun. Because I, I'm not a, I'm not a little boy. Graduated to pellets. You know where you're gonna get pink uh, bunny suit. I hope. Oh my God, one that could fit me. Can you imagine? Yeah. That's a lot of material. It's a lot of bunnies. No. Come on, man. No. Come on. I remember dressing yeah. up as the Cowardly Lion. My grandma made my costume, and it rode high. You know, it rode <laughs> high. It and, and, yeah. it's, <laughs> so they're like, hey, I see what you're dealing with there. <laughs> I see you in the audience, and you're like, oh, no. So, anyway. So, so uh, what's your candy cane rating for Kra- Krampus? Krampus. Krampus. Uh, I'll give it a five. Why not? I'm going to give it a five candy canes right with you. Five candy canes. Wow. We're Krampus. being generous. It's, it's the season of giving. It is. Absolutely. So, I mean, you, you give uh, to those deserving. So, we I think we give proper ratings to the x Well, let's talk about our rating system. It is different for every franchise or every film. I True. mean, this one is a holiday film, so it gives a five. Black Christmas, we both gave a five to. The original, absolutely. Watch both of those. Yes, that should make your yearly list for holiday horror. Uh, if you have any ones that we're missing, throw them down there, and uh, we'll try and get to them. We'll come back to them. Yeah, we'll come back to them. Yeah, there's, we always got more tape. and Yeah, we got more tape. Digital audio <laughs> space. All right, well, this has been our show for Krampus. That's Danny. I'm Lance, reminding you to... Lock your doors. Bolt your windows. And you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> uh, join us next time in our Slashers Paradise. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. I hope you get everything you wanted on your list. Write Santa. Write Santa. It's not too late. You got a few days. Write Santa. Right. Feliz Navidad. Bye.